Welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Normal Podcast, brought to you by iFilm Cinema. Cinema 4, my volume is low. That's not what I meant to say, I'm just saying. In general, my volume is extremely low. Anyway, um, I didn't upload on Thursday just because uh, I wanted anything to talk about, really. And I know it's inconsistent and I have to change that. I almost didn't record tonight either, or today. I've just been feeling very sick. Not sick. I'm pretty sure I have a head cold, which is like, uh, I guess that is sick. Um, But, you know, stopped up, runny nose, throat hurt, all that nonsense. So the idea of coming to sit down and record for 15 to 30 minutes did not feel great, but I have to do it. So here I am. Um, Trying to think of what's, what's happened over the weekend. Nothing crazy, you know, nothing too wild. I've just been, you know, getting the fall slash winter merch ready. Um, trying to figure out how to correctly run a pop-up store slash shop for a day or for a couple hours on a day. And, you know, doing the the normal content creator life stuff um i'm a little upset i'm doing this one by myself i had a very good topic i wanted to talk about maybe i'll get it done on thursday i have it in my notes so it's i'm ready to talk about it whenever that uh, whenever that pops up but um yeah um i'm very excited for october actually not because of like the weather and stuff like that and Halloween, which I'm always excited for cold weather. Um, but the the prime card, the Misfits prime card, KSI versus Tommy Fury and Logan Paul versus Dylan Dennis. Those two fights are very interesting to me because. So we all know Jake Paul, KSI, they're like the two kings of influencer boxing whatever you want to call it ksi more on the side of he's a influencer who can box and jake is more of a on the side of he wants to become a actual boxer which he is an actual boxer but he wants to become a championship level boxer um i think he he in his mind that's his career path from here on out um so we'll see but early this year uh back in february i believe um, Jake Paul fought Tommy Fury and lost a split decision, a very close split decision at that, um, and gave him his first loss against Tommy Fury. And now KSI uh, is fighting Tommy Fury, and uh, we get to actually see what KSI is made of. I'm very interested in that fight, and I'm interested in what happens after that fight, because if KSI beats him, KSI knocks out Tommy Fury. What happens? Does he still go after the Jake Paul fight? I mean, it's still a big fight for him. Or does he say, "I beat the guy who beat you. I'm the I'm the I'm the goat. I'm the best. Done. He's done with it." But if he loses, I feel like he has to fight Jake at that point because it proves one theory, which is. They're both good fighters, but they aren't to the level of a person who's been boxing their whole life yet. 
I think Jake eventually will get to the point where he can box actual boxers, like frequent active boxers. Uh, I think he's telling the truth whenever he says he wants to be a championship level fighter or boxer. Um, we'll see. But that fight is super interesting to me. Then Logan Paul fighting Dylan Dennis isn't as interesting from a fight perspective, more so of an entertainment perspective. Dylan Dennis is a was the jiu-jitsu coach or partner for Conor McGregor back when Conor was in his prime of UFC MMA fighting. Um, not a throwing hands type of guy at all. But the entertainment value is there. The, the shit talking is there. The back and forth is there. So it's entertainment all the way up to the fight, which I think the fight will be entertaining too. I think Logan's going to wipe the floor with him. I don't think it's even going to be close. I think it's going to be a very, very quick knockout on Logan's part. I think Logan knocks him out very quickly. Um, But, hey, I'm here for it. Let's see what happens. I'm excited to see Logan back in the ring, though, because uh, I always, beforehand, I always thought Logan was the better fighter until he sort of, until Jake sort of stepped over, and now Jake is clearly the better fighter. Or boxer, whatever you want to call him. Um, Jake's clearly the better boxer. So I'm excited to see that card. Um, What else is there? What else is there to talk about? Lionel Messi. That boy has been going nuts in the MLS. He led Inter-Miami to a league cup. They have not lost a game since signing him. They are now, I believe they won today, which makes them 9-0, I'm pretty sure. I'm almost positive they're 9-0. He scored, I think, 13 goals in his nine matches, or 12, 11 goals, something like that. 11 goals, 12 goals in his nine matches. Um, he scored in every goal, every game except the one from a couple of days ago. But as of right now, well, before Messi got there, they were the worst team in the MLS. Now they're the favorites to win the MLS Cup because of him showing up, which is crazy that he makes that much of a difference. But when you really think about it, it's not. You have to give him so much attention when he's on the field. You can't you know, you can't give him a one-on-one. He's just going to torch the guy. And... But Messi's a little different, unlike a Ronaldo who is prone to scoring, who draws a bunch of attention, who's a score-first guy. So is Messi. Messi is also a score-first guy. But Messi also is not afraid. He's more. He's like a Steph Curry. Steph Curry, and, Steph Curry is a score-first point guard, but to become better or to win a chip, he went and got Kevin Durant. He became unselfish. He's a very selfless superstar that defer to a person who's better than him. On a skill level, Kevin Durant is much better. He's taller. He's longer. He can shoot. He can play a little bit better defense. You know, he's just a he's, – he's better. Um, Messi also creates opportunities for his teammates. He's not going to force something. They are going to throw three to four bodies at him a night at the same time, and he will not go in – trying to force that that goal, he will set up his teammates for opportunities to score. And I I like that about him. I, that's one of my that's why I got his number tattooed on me. I'm a big messy fan. I've been a big messy fan for damn near a decade now. 
And uh, so, yeah, watching him run shit and fuck up the MLS is hilarious, but also not surprising in the slightest. Not in the slightest. Let's see here. What can I talk about? What can I talk about? What can I talk about? Give me a second. I gotta take some water because this little cold got my throat all dry. That shit fucking sucks. I hate this. Earlier today, actually, I am so... Here's what I can talk about, actually. I'm going through my photos right now. Piss me off. So, everyone knows I'm a big Kobe Bryant fan. Everyone knows this. Everyone also knows that I'm a big sneaker guy. Um, I used to, back when I was 18, and I got my first job at Books A Million. Shout out Books A Million. When I got my first job at Books A Million... I would spend every paycheck, so I would get paid, you know, I was living at home, I was going to college, I was making, that was the first job I ever had, um, luckily I didn't have to get a job while I was in high school, my parents let me and my brothers not have a job through high school and just let us be kids, so that was lovely, but I was still living at home, I didn't have any bills to pay, I would spend my paychecks, not all of my paycheck, obviously, but I would get paid. I think I got paid minimum wage. I'm pretty sure they paid minimum. I'm pretty sure they still pay minimum wage. Um, but I got paid minimum wage. Let's do some math here. Cause I can't even remember what that was even like. I was working like 30 hours a week. So 60 hours every two weeks times 7.25. Yeah, yeah, that's about, that's about right, yeah, so about 400 to 450 each paycheck, so about $900 a month, um, every other weekend when I would get paid, me and my friend Colton, uh, whoever else, we would go to North Park Mall in Dallas, and I would just go buy a shoe, or multiple shoes, now, it's back whenever my, um, my, I've always been a sneaker guy. I've always had an appreciation for them, but I never just went out to get them when I was younger. Uh, but when I turned 18 and I got that job and I didn't have bills, I didn't have anything else to spend my money on. Um, you know, I'm not a big party goer. I was never a big, you know, drinker or what I wasn't a drinker at all. I'm still not a drinker at all. I don't think I have, I didn't have my first drink of alcohol until I was 22, um, but I didn't have anything else to spend my money on. So I've been a sneaker guy pretty much forever. And, uh, recently today being the 29th. So five days ago, six days ago started on August 23rd. That was Kobe Bryant's birthday. And me being a big Kobe Bryant fan, uh, being a, that's the only basketball shoe I play in a big Kobe fan on the 23rd Nike, uh, relaunched the Kobe line of sneakers. Uh, Nike and Vanessa Bryant, his wife, um, came to a deal. They're now going to re-release Kobe shoes. They're going to retro Kobe Bryant shoes, also making new colorways of them. Uh, but they're called Protros instead of Retros. And I recently learned this, which I thought was pretty cool. 
So Jordan retros, for example, Jordans. So you have like the Jordan 1s through like 14. I'm pretty sure those are the ones he played in. When they originally came out, they were a basketball shoe. And then they retroed them. When they retroed them, a retro sneaker from Jordan is not made technically to be played in. It does not have a performance-based style integrated in the shoe. It's going to be uncomfortable. Um, it's not just, It's not made for it. When Before Kobe died and Nike came to him talking about retroing the shoe, he said he didn't want to retro it. We're going to protro it. And I recently learned this. He said protro it because he wanted, <clears throat> first of all, Kobe's aren't really a stylistic choice of footwear. You don't really wear a Kobe as a fashion statement. So instead of retroing it, he wanted to protro it, which basically was basically, so for example, the Kobe 7s who came out in 2011, 2012-ish time. The technology from then, when they retro it, isn't going to be the same. They're going to have better technology and better performance technology for a basketball shoe. So they called it a protro because you have the same silhouette, but just adding the new performance technology into the shoe so like instead of a air zoom sole you have a you have a nike zoom foam sole something more cushioned for your shoe or whatever so that's why they're called protros instead of retros fun fact but on august 23rd kobe bryant's birthday nike released the first shoe you know since kobe's death and uh they were called the kobe Eight Protro Halos, which is a Kobe Eight in triple white. They came out at nine o'clock that morning. I was up at eight o'clock. At nine o'clock that morning, on the dot, I refreshed my page, entered the draw, and was immediately, basically immediately, as soon as the draw ended, which is like 20, 25 minutes. As soon as the draw ended, like on the dot, I got an email saying my entry wasn't selected. Now, why is this a problem, you ask? I'm fucking tired. Like, I get it. The sneaker world is a, it's a, it's a business now. But for people who truly want the shoe, like me, I'm not going to sit on, I'm not going to get the shoe and just sit on it. I play in my Kobe's. I have a couple pairs of Grinches. I have a pair of Kobe 7 Barcelonas. I have a pair of Kobe 7 Preludes from whenever he retired. I have a pair of Kobe 9 Christmas Day Christmas Day 9s. I have a pair of Area 72 Kobe 8s. I play in all of them. But the problem is I've had all of them except the Grinches and the Barcelonas. I've had all of them since they came out. They wear down. It's a basketball shoe. They wear down. And whenever he died and they stopped making them, I was like, damn. I'm going to have to pay super crazy aftermarket value for his shoes now because, of course, he died and the prices went up. But they were already always limited anyway, so the prices were already jacked up. The fact that he passed away made him the, the prices skyrocket even more. So, when I saw that they were going to re-release them and start releasing Kobe's again, you know, hopes got high. So, August 23rd, I wake up, boom, bap, get on the sneakers app, 
ready to ready to cop them, get in the draw, feeling good about it. As soon as the draw ends, I'm waiting for that. Your entry was selected. Hit go to process payment. Shoes will be here in a week. Got the exact fucking opposite. And it's because every single person gets on, like right now, for example, those shoes have been out for six days. All these people that get on here with bots that basically cheat your way into a, into a, into a spot, basically, uh, they get all these shoes, they get multiple pairs and they resell them for crazy, crazy, crazy bread. So if I get on StockX right now, so that shoe retailed for $180. Yo, $180. Why is my Wi-Fi messing up? I don't like that. This is unfortunate. That's so annoying. Damn. Damn. Damn, Daniel. Wi-Fi's all fucked. Well, looks like I'll uh, be uh, resetting that. That's cool. Gotta love that. Damn. That ruined my mood. <laughs> Fuck. Damn. <laughs> so right now, so I, I had to switch to cellular real quick. So right now in my size, if I want a size 13 to play in. So Kobe 8's run a little big, but I always get a 13. I'm just time tighter. Those re- those shoes retail for $180. Those things are going for 460 already, which is insane. 460 which is going nuts. So I was a little upset about that. Then the very next day on 824, Kobe Day, Kobe War number 8 and War number 24, the very next day at 824 that morning, they re-released Grinches, the GGs, the Mambasitas, um, and like three other pair, two other pair, something like that. Entered the draw on all of those, and I missed out on every single one of them. And I did, And that was a shock drop. That's what's crazy. I just happened to be up around that time and get the got the alert and it just happened, you know, they just happened to do it. It was a shock drop. There was no planned release for it. And the bots still won. So that pissed me off because all I want I just wanted a couple pair like to keep in my rotation of basketball shoes so I can sort of keep them, you know, keep my basketball shoes alive. But no. So uh it's my little rant on the sneakers. Sneakers app pissed me off. And now tomorrow, Tuesday, when you're listening to this, hopefully, while you're listening to this, you're, if you're a big sneaker guy or girl, you get them. Um, there's a pair of there's a pair of SBs coming out tomorrow morning that I really, really, really like. Um, not a big, like a giant SB guy, but these um, Nike Dunk Low SBs, the the Uto. It's a Japanese skateboarder. He designed them. It's uh, designed by Yuto Horigomi, um, professional skateboarder from Japan. It's like a wolf gray, brown, and like bubblegum pink silhouette. And uh, nice little lace swap action. Retail for one thirty. <sighs> I'm going to try to get them. Who knows? I probably won't. My, my, my way of thinking on this release tomorrow is that either no one wants them. Or they're not that big of a deal, or everyone wants them because it's a special shoe. 
and I have no chance, nonetheless, I will be up at 9 a.m. a little earlier trying to get them. Hopefully, I get them. I was talking earlier today uh, to one of my friends. I've only ever won on one drawing on the sneakers app. No, that's not true. I've won on two. The first one was the like the top three Jordan one retro. I'm pretty sure it was like uh like a the right shoe was like a bread with a royal toe. It was like a mismatched red, white, and blue pair. It was like the left shoe had like the the front toe box of a black toe and the tail end of a royal royal blue, and then the right shoe had the front end of a royal blue with the back end of a uh black toe something it was something along those lines but they're mismatched i won on those but i was at work at starbucks at the time and i wasn't able to complete my purchase so i never got them and then the second one i ever got was the nike adapt bbs which if you recall those were the first shoe basketball performance shoe with a auto lace technology in it so you hit a button on the side of the shoe or you use the app to tighten your shoes uh, had no like laces for you to tie. It was all under this like fly net type material, and it was like ran through the bottom of the shoe in a motor, and they tighten your shoe for you. And I won on those, and I bought them. And I think the only reason I got in on those was because the fucking shoe was so damn expensive. It was like three hundred dollars retail. Afterwards, it made it like three seventy with taxes and shipping. So no one was really going to buy those shits anyway because they're so damn expensive. And on top of that, I wore those things for like six months before they started to break down. The shoe is heavy. It's just not a it's not a good basketball shoe. There's a reason they stopped making them. They did, a, they did a second version of them and then they never made any more ever again because the shoe is so damn heavy. Um, but that's my little rant on sneaker stuff. Um, and that's all I got really. I'm not feeling well. Now my fucking Wi-Fi is out. I got to fix that shit. I guess uh, I'll leave you with that. Um, yeah. NYMP.com. Check it out. I feel married on Instagram. NYMP on all the socials. You know where to find it. Uh, I'll see you guys. See you all on Friday. Hopefully I'm feeling a little bit better. Hopefully I get some people to talk with and uh, hopefully we have some subjects to talk about as as well. So thanks. (sighs) I hate being sick.